I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with artists, engineers, DJs, and producers about their fantasy forever studio. The studio that our guests describe will have to be one that they live with forever. And to keep things interesting, there are some rules. Totally reasonable and non-arbitrary rules. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Our guests can select a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. Those are the freebies. Then they have an unenviable task of choosing six bits of studio kit plus one non-studio related luxury item. Chris, there is one more rule though, isn't there? One that I always forget at the start of the show. I feel like it's something to do with items compiled into a package. Correct. No bundles! No bundles, Will. No bundles. This time we are joined by Scott Hansen, better known to the world as Tycho. Scott's instantly recognisable brand of down-tempo guitar, analogue synths and crunchy drums has attracted genre labels such as Chillwave and Ambient, and he's connected with a vast audience. Indeed, as Tycho, Scott's top five tracks alone in Spotify have a collective 125 million plays, and he's earned two Grammy nominations along the way, one of which was for 2019's Weather, which was also his first record with vocals. Knowing what we do about his love for nostalgic synths, I suspect we're going to have some excellent choices for his fantasy recording space. Let's dive in. This is My Forever Studio with Tycho. Welcome. Hello, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me. That was quite an intro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, we do try. It seemed, They seem to get longer as the uh, as the podcast uh, goes along the series. That's good. <laughs> um, but, you know, we had a lot of stuff to talk about with you and 125 million plays. How does that feel? That's crazy. I, yeah, that was part of it. I'm like, well, this all sound, <laughs> sounds like a much bigger deal than I thought it was based on the intro. I was like, that's a lot of plays. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, it's always... Uh, you know, obviously super fortunate and it's weird to think that this kind of music has uh, kind of garnered that that level of attention. So I just feel lucky to be doing it. Yeah, well, well-deserved, well-deserved, man. So you heard the sort of uh, basis for the, for the idea of this show. It's kind of like choosing your favorite bits of kit that you have to live with in your studio forever. Um, you get six bits of studio kit to choose from, but you get three free ones first, um, which are the kind of boring ones, but ones we have to know about. Even before we go to the equipment, let's talk about where in the world you would have, well, it doesn't even have to be in the world. We've had people put it in space before. So where in the universe would you have your dream studio if it could be anywhere? But like, do I teleport there every day or do I, and get to go home somewhere where I'm connected? Because, you know, I'd I'd love to have it in a really isolated place, like in the woods in Tahoe or something like that. But, uh, but, you know, I, I love being near a city and I love being, you know, having all the, the trappings of, of urban life. So, at, you know, at hand. So I, I think I would, if, if in a perfect world, if I could teleport, I, I would have it somewhere deep in the woods near a stream or I a river. I don't know if, if we can provide teleportation. <laughs> can we, Will? Maybe a hyperloop? That'll be the first oh. piece of gear that I, on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So ideally somewhere remote then, right? You said in the woods? Tell yeah, us more. I, Somewhere near, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm from uh, Sacramento. I, I grew up kind of near a river. So um, somewhere like on a stream or a river, like overlooking it. I've seen, you know how you see like on, I don't know, you'll, see, you'll be searching for images on Google image search of like interiors. And there'll always be these like incredibly ideal things where this person has this cabin A-frame right overlooking a river, probably in like a liquefaction yeah. zone or some horrible geological, you know, it's going to fall down in 10 years, but it looks amazing right now and it has no electricity. But yeah, if I could get that with like 220 volts coming in, I'd, I'd be happy. So you'd stay in the US? Yeah, I love the United States. I love, I mean, I love California. I'd pretty much stay in California. I, I 
born and hopefully we'll we'll get to die here someday <laughs> wow that's already gone really dark <laughs> <laughs> oh no i just mean hopefully i get to stay here that long okay. to the point where I, where I die i'm not anticipating or looking forward okay. to my own death but yes excellent hopefully i get to die i mean that's it's it's nice that you're hopeful that you might not it's yeah yeah <laughs> who knows maybe that's that's going to be my second choice is some sort of uh, immortality device well, this is the Forever Studio, so you know you do have forever, literally forever. Um, oh, right. Oh, yeah. this is forever, not like mortal forever. This is just like infinite universe forever. <laughs> okay. Well, so we had to clarify this on on an episode recently because somebody asked what the forever rules were, and we decided that we had to institute the Highlander rule, where basically you you can live forever unless somebody chops off your head. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's very specific. I've actually never seen the Highlander or read it or any. I have no experience. And now you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember it was some show that came on late when I was a kid, and it was. <clears throat> yeah, I never saw it, but yes, I will abide by those rules. So we got we got the cabin in the woods again. Another popular choice, isn't it? Um, mm. The the old cabin in the woods. Uh, I think if if uh, it's good, it's a close second to to Malibu and Rick Rubin's studio. <laughs> Is cabin in the oh, woods? Oh yeah. I mean, have you ever been to any of these any studios that have been that remote? Have you had any experiences writing in places like this? Is there a particular inspiration you get from these places? Yeah, the the for Awaken Epoch, um, me and Zach, the guitarist bassist that I, I collaborate on a lot of stuff with, um, he we went to his his uncle had this cabin, just like a really small cabin in it in not a super remote place, but outside of Tahoe and in a smaller town, and. Uh, it backed up against a national like uh like BLM land or something so you just felt like you're in the middle of nowhere and it, it was it was really cool and we we went there for a wake in epoch and then we're unfortunately his uncle sold it um so this time we're going we're just like airbnb a place but yeah so that's that's always kind of near to my heart is the is the idea of being up there and and writing it's it's a nice experience beautiful um so then we kind of move on to the first three um, freebies that sort of every studio needs which is uh, a computer to start with um, are you mac pc or would your forever studio have something wild like an atari <laughs> no no yeah I'm, I'm i'm mac now i was pc my whole life until about three years ago and and uh, i got an imac pro and that that kind of solved a lot of my issues so yeah it's that's been a, it was a kind of a i lost a few plugins in the transition but but now i'm i'm on it and i feel yeah i, I feel like man i should have been here all along Although I couldn't afford it back in the, back in the day, so right. expensive. So, so are we thinking uh, full full spec crazy Mac uh, Mac Pro, or do you, do you like to have a laptop for portability? What what would you go for? I love. I think the iMac Pro is this really cool kind of in between. I've taken it on tour. There's they make a case for it, and uh, like Gator makes some sort of this fold up case that actually opens up with your keyboard and mouse. It's it's really cool. So it's kind of like because I've never found a laptop that could handle um, the kind of stuff I'm trying to. You know, I use a lot of plugins and. Uh, but you know those M series ones are, are looking interesting, like that that new ARM architecture. Um, it seems to be really outperforming all the old stuff. But yeah, I've got a spec'd out iMac Pro, which is like 18 core Xeon, so it's it can handle pretty much anything I, I throw at it. And they're still they're still doing those well, aren't they? They're still doing the kind of crazy. That's the actual shape of the new Macs as well, isn't it? They're they're all in one units. Well, the new Mac Pro is like that little, you know, it's like the new cheese, cheese grater. grater. Yeah. But yeah, the iMac Pro is just, it just looks like an iMac essentially, but it's yeah. got different stuff inside. So iMac Pro, actually, that's quite, that's mm. an original choice. Usually it's either laptop or the cheese grater, right? So cool. Well, it was just what there was at the time. It was before yeah. the new Mac Pro and it was kind of yeah. like the only high-end Apple machine unless you wanted to buy that 
Darth Vader trash can thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was spectacularly unpopular, that, that computer. Like, but yeah. it was cool though. Like the, you could put two of them in those racks for live shows. Like for for live, it was it, it's a great form factor. But yeah, it, it didn't really perform very well considering the price. And it was just so unmodular. People hated the fact that it was just. It was like Dongle yeah. City, wasn't it? <laughs> Basically, totally. if everything you wanted to add was just a an adapter and a cable. Um, totally. Okay, well, so moving on, the audio interface is the next one you get. Um, that's a tough one. I th- I think. To keep it pure, I think it would be a Lynx Aurora N. Um, they're they're modular, and I just I just love how much you can pack in there. You know, I have like AES and ADAT concurrent on there, and uh, and twenty four analog channels. So it's just like, you know, you basically if you can't if you can't make do with that, then I don't know what you're doing. So yeah, it feels like the end all be all. Yeah. I which, but a close second would be the Apollo system, just because ah. you have all the plugins. You know, we'll go for the Lynx though, because you're gonna have you're gonna run into problems with the the plugins with our bundle rule. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, yeah, there you go. Then def- <laughs> definitely the links. And then finally on the third item, uh, let's talk about DAW for your Forever Studio. What what door would you use? And what, what did you start on? And what are you on now? You know, what's the what's the door story? Well, I started out on, I mean, I started out on hardware. Um, and then when I, when I got a computer that could handle audio, I got Cakewalk MIDI. I used it for MIDI because they didn't have audio at the time. And then I, um, I used Sonic Foundry Vegas to record audio. So that was kind of where I came from. And then Cakewalk got audio and I switched that and I never liked it. But in 2009, I found Reaper, which was clearly based a lot on the workflow and, and editing style of Vegas. So like it was a really smooth transition for me. So I jumped over to that and never looked back. So it, it would definitely absolutely be Reaper all the way. That's got to be the first time we've had Reaper on the show, right? It is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I, I don't, I think there's a, I think it's intimidating just because it's not really user-friendly. It doesn't have... The GUI isn't really all there. It's just like looks very Windows-ish, like 2000, circa 2000. But it's, I mean, if people gave it a chance, it's its crazy. It's insanely powerful and and so, so uh, flexible. You know, you just make it what you want. It has scripting, a scripting layer where you can basically just change, you know, and there's a huge community of, of, of developers who make really deep um script layers for it to, to create functionality that's that's not in the baked into the the stock version and it's mac and pc reaper i don't actually know that much about it um yeah it's cross-platform and it's about it's like 24 megabytes the installer <laughs> and it costs 40 bucks and uh yeah it's crazy it's 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 amazing you know it doesn't have the slick kind of looping features of like ableton it doesn't have like kind of those it doesn't have that kind of signature feature it just is this incredibly stable and and powerful platform and then you kind of make it what you want from there so that's what all your music's been made on yeah since 2009 since dive that was the first record on on reaper so do you not you don't sort of miss any of those sort of looping features then you just recording everything in live or what what's that process like I, you know i never had those features so I, I don't know what i'm missing i mean maybe maybe i'm missing something but i i just do loop recording in there i kind of have built my own little process that that does that but i love the tape method of kind of like thinking about recording as as tape and having these splices and these strips all over the place like a linear i like thinking linear when it comes to arrangements and and recording like like i've i've never wrapped my head around the kind of abstract loop based stuff where you have the arrangement and the sequence or the the loop view or session view they call it in ableton so yeah i i would love to work more with that but i i've just never known it so this this is the only way i know how to do it fair enough (laughs) so those are your three free items, the basis of your studio, audio interface, DAW, and your computer. 
So now we get into your six forever studio items. What's the first item going to be? Item number one. Uh, I am Mini Moog. Yeah, Mini Moog uh, Model D original or the reissue. I, I think uh, that's that's just the... That's my go-to for everything. I mean, it, this is a dream situation. So, you know, you've got to go for the original, right? Yeah, well, sure. But I mean, it, the original needs service and it breaks down. So if, if we're in some sort of desert island scenario, <laughs> I'd want the newest one. So I know I got a good, you know, 25 years ahead of me before the thing starts to fall apart. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I don't have many I th- problems. I, th- with I think service is including. We're going to say the Forever Studio oh. items. Don't yeah, wow, don't you got a tech right? on site? Yeah, you get the Forever Studio <laughs> yeah. tech. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, then I, of course I'll take the original. I'll take the uh, Rev Three, like the circa early '80s revision three. Why the Rev Three specifically? It's just the one that I have, and I, I like the filter. It's not as aggressive, um, but and it kind of has this smooth, warm, round, more round sound, which I don't, you know, I think is less desirable to some people. That's why everybody and I play. I feel like people just always think Rev earlier the Rev the better, and it's like not not necessarily for me, but um, it may be just because it's all I know. But when I play the other ones. I definitely hear this grit and an edge that, and so, that sometimes I, I'm not that that fond of. So you said it's your go-to for, what are we talking for? What sort of sounds are you trying to coax from the Model D? I think my go-to sound is, I mean, you can hear it everywhere. It's, it's a very round triangle kind of thing with a with a slightly mixed in um, sawtooth and a, you know, a very, very cut off, but I use um, the envelope the, to get it snappy and kind of make it plucky in a way. Um, and then I, I just love the warmth of the noise um, on the mini um, and just like having a little noise burst in there into like an amp sim and uh, with a little bit of reverb just opens up this this really cool texture that I because I feel like my music is can feel very um, round and, and cut off and mid rangey and and you know without vocals it's hard to create those high frequencies at least for me because I, I don't tend to like like uh, you know the harsher sharper synth sounds that I feel like I'll hear other people's mix and be like, wow, this is so bright and amazing. And then you're like, well, yeah, because the filter is completely open. You you have to open the filter to do that. So I love using noise to fill in those spaces. And, and I, I do that with the uh, the noise oscillator on the, the mini. Okay, so item number two, what's it going to be? Uh, well, you know, I think we have to go to preamps because the the Aurora doesn't have, the or the version I would pick doesn't have preamps. Um, so I would say a Neve 1073, um, 1076, or or you know just something in that vein, even like a, a heritage modern version of it, or an AMS, but something in that that vein. I love the I love the transformer sound on the old Neves. So what do you have at the moment? Uh, I have a Neve 1076 uh, original vintage ones that um, it was kind of, it's a detented. It just has um, switches instead of pots, so they click. So it's kind of like it's not really for mastering, but I I heard that people would put them at the end of um, uh, you know, on the last six channels of a board to do to do master bus stuff, and you could have better recall. I guess is the idea. Okay, mm. but I'd rather have a 1073 because it's like when you're sweeping frequencies, it's kind of a pain. It's like click, 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 and they're like really s- strong switches. <laughs> so like I thought it was cool at first, and then now I'm like, oh my god, like to get from zero to a hundred on on any of those is is a little bit of a chore. <laughs> Just give yourself RSI doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we've had um people just get a single preamp before but i'm gonna ask you if you want to upsell your dreams upsell your dreams (laughs) basically we think we think there's a better option uh 
I think I know what Will's going for here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna jump the gun in case I'm wrong. Go on, Will, well, explain. Technically, you could have a desk. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So we'd have multi-channel. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's... I'm glad I didn't interrupt there because I was thinking you were gonna suggest. Isn't it the 1078, the stereo one? Oh no, I I wasn't gonna suggest that. No. I... But a desk is even better because you know. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I... <laughs> I would take a Neve uh, BCM10 then, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. There, there it goes. Is. Dreams have been upsold. Wow. Dreams have been upsold. I was like, how do you upsell a 1073? And then you, you, you got me. Yes. <laughs> but I would have in the BCM10, I would have half 1084s and half 1073s. How about that? Oh. There you go. <laughs> that, Look yeah. how happy he is that that's happened. That's great. <laughs> so, so where are we up to now? That's, uh, that's two down. Two items yeah. down. Two. So item number three. So next would be a, uh, a a Les Paul. Like it'd have to be a, a Les Paul um, gold top. Uh, I have a Joe Bonamassa edition. I, I, I don't know what it is about that, but I, I really like it, the, the setup on it. So I guess I'd take that. Or actually, I forgot. This is Dream. So yeah. I'll get whatever the... I always see the ones that are like $10,000 at Guitar Center. And you're like, what the hell is this? And like Slash signed it or something. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually better, but I'd take a really expensive Les Paul. Or like an old... How about a 50s one? A real vintage 50s one that are like $100,000. I'll take one of those. Like a gold top. An old gold top. Yeah, yeah. Original. Original. And would you like that signed by anybody in particular? We could do that for you. Who's a fan? <laughs> slash. I'll take Slash. I love Slash. Love Guns and Roses. I'll take the Slash signature 50s Les And you, Paul. you can hear your love of Slash in all of your music, of course. Yeah. It's- Which, <laughs> totally. I actually was like obsessed with Guns and Roses when I was a kid. So yeah, I, I, and I still have a soft spot for him. I was just watching November Rain the other day, just watching him out yeah. in that field with that church, <laughs> yeah. the helicopter spinning around. That's so good. Badass. I love that. I love, I love the way it feels like the podcast has now taken off. It feels like after upsetting the dreams, <laughs> Scott's really like, okay, yeah. we're going to do this now. Sky's the limit, man. We got Slash. We got Axel. We got the Duff, yeah. the whole crew. <laughs> Matt Sorum. Not Matt Sorum, though. We need uh, the old guy. <laughs> I don't know, I forgot the original guy's name. But I don't want to bring the mood down. And I don't I was I was wondering whether to tell you this or not, but let's 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 see when we get to the next one. So what's that item number four next? Item number four. So three um, more left. Before we get there, before we get to four, I wanna just ask about the the guitar though, because there's so much guitar in, in your music. Are you are you, is it basically the Les Paul across the board that you're using? What what's your go to? Yeah, it depends on who you know, if if I'm playing the part or Zach's playing the part. Um you know, Zach plays most of the guitars on like a wake. Um, and, you know, he, he has a Les Paul that's slightly different than mine. He has a Korean 90s Les Paul. I don't know what, what the name of it was, but it was the ones made in Korea during that time. And it's just got this really gritty sound. And then I have the the Bonamassa Gold Top, which has a more round kind of sound. It's It's more mellow. So like the more contemplative sad songs i guess are 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 me and the more driven parts he plays like a lot of the rhythmic parts that are that are really angular those are those are him on on that les paul but yeah for the most part it's for the most part it's les paul you know there's some acoustic guitars sprinkled throughout and some uh telly stuff but that's about it and are you using are you sort of using amp sim then because you you spoke about amp sims with the mini moog but is that something you you go to or are you trying to record through actual amps Everything up till Awake, except for like two songs, was um, was Amplitude. And then I started getting into amps just because I didn't know how to mic, mic amps. And then I started getting into them um, for Epoch. But Epoch is mostly the Kemper because that's right, right when I got the Kemper. And then after that, I got the UA Aux, which is just light years beyond any of that stuff. And I got a, uh, a Fender Deluxe um, Reverb, like an old 6 
or 70s one mm. and like that those two things paired or a bogner duende um i have i have that for my cleaner tones that's that's kind of my nice. or that is my go-to these days good choices but you haven't got any of that of course you haven't got any of that yet so let's let's not, yeah no i know that's why i'm like i think i think i'm gonna just stick with amp sims uh because if this is you know to save spaces because you know you can get away with amp sims if you got a nice preamp and and spend the time do we well, wait so we have to pick software oh, too yeah. Yeah. plugins those count yeah. unless there's an amp sim in reaper you don't have oh, anything right. but i think more imp- i think more importantly at this point we should point out that you're unable to hear any of this right now yeah that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> no monitors no headphones okay. um, so this is the challenge of the my forever studio so you've got three items left uh, you can change you know you can change your mind on some previous ones if you want to switch some stuff up but i'm gonna switch i'm gonna switch to ableton or no should i go to logic or ableton uh i'm gonna i'm just trying to think built in i'm gonna have to switch to ableton 11 because yeah i did i totally forgot about the the suite of uh the software suite yeah i need those reverbs and need all the, the delays and stuff <laughs> and the amp sim it has a decent amp sim in there so yeah so does does reaper not come with anything is it just is it quite a raw yeah i mean that's kind of the beauty of it yeah it has like a basic eq it has essentially what was in it yeah. uh sonic foundry vegas the older versions like an eq a compressor really basic stuff but no amp sims or no reverbs and no 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 none of those things <laughs> which i kind of that's what i like about it it's a roll your own situation but and it isn't bloated and it doesn't have all this stuff but yeah i did, didn't even think about that so we're switching to ableton you're gonna have to make a tactical tactical maneuver to get ableton here yeah okay okay then so we're, we'll place reaper for ableton and then we've still got three three more items left you got the desk you got the desk you got the les paul you got ableton and the desk has a headphone amp uh conceivably or yeah i guess and then you'd have one on the links um so i do odyssey lcdx they're like open back planar mag whatever you call them some great bunch of marketing speak but the- would you choose headphones over monitors or yeah. are you going to get monitor you absolutely thinking- yeah okay unless i mean you know unless the room i don't i don't know what kind of room i'm going to be in or what kind of acoustic uh, uh insulation i'm going to have or treatments i'm going to have so i i it's perfect it's exactly perfect oh yeah then <laughs> Does yeah. a does a monitor package count as one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a bundle. Uh, I know. I know a lot of like guitar center and stuff will try and sell you one speaker at a time, but we do not do that. <laughs> they come as a pair. Okay, I'll take the Genelec, uh GL. They're called the ones. Part of the GL, GLM system with the with the subwoofer. It's it all uh, works together with AES. So and it has a monitor controller. So that would knock everything out in one. Oh, that's that's getting bundly. That sounds that's that that's tickling my. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bought it. It was a single skew. No, you're right. Okay. It is a bundle. Okay. I bought it. It's more- okay, then just the speakers, whatever. That's fine. I like the arm, uh, the, the, the rule bending there. When I was kind, I said, don't worry, give you a pair of speakers. You were like, yeah, cool. Okay, I'll get the monitor control, yeah, the speakers so- <laughs> and the subwoofer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, you're right. That is a very, very much a bundle. Then I just take the Genelec ones. Yeah, They're perfect. Wicked. They're great. They still have the room collect- correction technology built in, don't they? Well, you need the GLM bundle, which comes with the monitor controller. It's this little box, which is, it's a separate o- item. So I don't know. I don't know if that's allowed. You guys got strict yeah. rules around here. Mm, I think, I think the, the, don't, isn't the SAM thing? I don't, I'm not sure um, if that I, is a bundle, Will. I remember having to buy it and it came with a, uh, it came with a mic. And yeah. then, oh yeah, I bought the monitor controller separate, but I don't know. I, I swear it was an extra add-on package. I got upsold on that one. Well, you can do the research on that, but we'll see what we get. <laughs> okay. 
If you're into music production, you should also check out musictech.net. There you'll find impartial gear reviews, the latest product news, and tutorials for honing your craft, plus producer interviews and under-the-hood track breakdowns. And for those of you wanting to master your recording software, head to the Music Tech YouTube channel, where we have free courses in Logic and Ableton Live delivered by our expert trainers, with more DAWs coming soon. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so item number five. Uh, oh, wait, is it? We've got the Moog as well, haven't we? So actually, we've got what? Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got the Moog, yeah. So item number five. Sorry, Ableton doesn't count. I was getting confused. Is there anything you don't have in your studio, though? This is what the My Forever Studio can do for you. You see, you don't have to, you don't have to take stuff that you already have. Is there anything that you've always wanted? Right, that's a good point. I'm trying to think like uh, of synths that are versatile, but um, full featured. I guess that maybe a Moog One. Mm. That might be it. Moog One. That's a pretty crazy synth. I have a Matriarch, and I was going to say Matriarch, but um, it's it it's can get close to mini Moog territory, so that might be um, too much overlap there. But you know what? I take an Access Virus synthesizer. Oh, final answer. Okay, wow, that's a change from a Moog One curveball. Why the? Why yeah, virus? I, I realized I need a digital. I need a digital synth with reverb and all that. And you can run guitars through it. You can you can get a lot of mileage out of it. And it's just the Virus C. It has this sound. This kind of the converters were just lo-fi enough that they they kind of imparted this this texture and grit. It's it's all over. It's kind of. I think that's the synth I've used the most on all, all my records. Oh wow. Okay, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, you think it's like some trance machine from the turn of the century, but because it's got all these crazy like biohazard logos, but like <laughs> yeah. it really is a beautiful. It can be just really beautiful and warm. <laughs> it's it's got a great sound. The newer ones are so hi-fi; they're like crystalline almost. You know? Yeah. They're like almost too. I mean, you, if used right, they're cool. But um, the old one, it, it had this really nice grit to it. It definitely does strike me as the kind of synth that would make the music in the nightclub scenes in robocop or something like that <laughs> yeah totally yeah i don't know who you know it's interesting the guy who made the same guy who made that made the kemper which is an interesting jump oh, that is it oh yeah very, of course yeah again yeah that's what he's up to these days which is cool they, there's a few you can see some of the the product design you and even the plugins it has all the virus plugins are in the in the kemper ah. i mean not plugins sorry uh, effects yeah like the reverbs and delays and things like that yeah yeah this is crunch time now, though, because it starts getting. Uh, this is where you might change, start changing your mind again. So this is the final item for your yeah. dream forever studio. I do like the fact that you keep looking around, like like you've got you've got everything you need. It's good. Well, the, I'm actually in. So this is a new space. I just moved in here a week ago, and my I, I there's a room next door that's just empty. So I put all the gear in there, and I've actually ah. been and I just put in here what I what I feel like I need on a daily basis and i'm like i'm just going to slowly go in there as i need things and add them and put them in the right place and think like do i need this and if i don't i'm going to sell it so like i'm actually in the process of creating my kind of uh forever studio right now so i'm, I'm looking around seeing what are the what are the core elements because i always forget i have a monitor and or no i already have an imac so i don't need a monitor mouse and keyboard i must they come with the, yeah the all IMAX. of that's fine you don't don't worry about all the boring accessories okay. like cables and furniture you got all of that okay i will take a Oh man, this is tough. Um, <laughs> I guess I would I would have to say a uh, AEA R44 ribbon microphone. Oh, interesting. Mike, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting choice of mic as well. So, is that a mic you don't have currently? I have that, and I, I absolutely love it. It's it's my favorite mic ever. Yeah. So, um, this is the one that's based on the old um, 
Oh, is this is this the new one, the AEA? Or are you talking about the It's like an RCA. Yeah, it's it's like an RCA. Yeah. You know that old mm. like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you'd always see like old radio guys talking into it. it it's got it's really cool. It's like a super tight yeah. pattern with really good side rejection and it. It's just really it has the ton of proximity effect if you're going for that, but it, it's the first thing that I've ever found that can capture like kind of acoustic guitars and vocals the way that I hear them in the room as opposed to like having to understand how it's going to be processed um it's, it's just a very for me it's a really easy mic to to use okay and going into the neve preamps it's going to sound pretty nice yeah although they don't quite have enough juice for it i have to use a cloud lifter um i if i if i dime it on the way in it'll, it'll work but like uh, the only way i can get a little more headroom there is, is with the cloud lifter i mean will you get more headroom on the preamps on a desk wheel they usually go a bit more, don't they? Yeah, I think you, sh- you should be all right there. I think you'll be all right with the with the BCM. But those Neves go pretty hot, right? You'd think, but I for whatever reason, I've I've found that I need it. It's it's uh it's not quite all the way there. Some of the modern transformer stuff, like the uh, the Maris four forties, can handle it and give it enough juice. But um, but yeah, on the Neves, I gotta I gotta almost dime it on the way in. But then, okay, are you willing to give up one of your other items to get a cloud lifter? Or are we just going to say... <laughs> no, no, it, it still works without it. As it, long as the BCM-10 has as much juice, I'm sure it does. Okay. That would be the, the most boring item on the on the podcast that we'd have had, the cloud lifter as a whole item. That would be, <laughs> it's completely essential. It's a useful but, tool. Yeah. That would be like, uh, have we ever had anybody get a DI box? That would be good. <laughs> Ooh, RNDI, that could be good. Yeah, well, so wait, are we out? That's it? Uh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. We haven't talked about like, how did? what's your first experience with this AEA microphone then? What, where did it? Oh, the Come the last on weather. Um, I, you know, I had to start recording vocals, and uh, for the first time, I'd never done that. And I had this this Neumann, um, and I I felt like I I just felt like I wasn't getting. It sounds amazing, but I wasn't getting the sound of the room. So I wanted something that felt more more natural. So I just started researching, and everyone was saying, "Oh, ribbons can kind of do that." And I I got it in, and I just recorded acoustic guitar because I don't sing. Um, so like I was just playing my acoustic guitar the first night I was like this is crazy like finally what I'm hearing in the room is being picked up by this mic and then I ended up using it to record Hannah uh, Saint Center the vocalist on weather um, so I would I used this the Neumann and then we do layers with the R44 so like the harmonies and stuff and it just I don't know if I was just imagining things but it sounded like it, it really the blending of the two really kind of made this this special because like this Neumann has really really um, sharp high frequencies are really it's really bright it sounds like to my ear so it brought out the breathiness of her voice and then the r44 filled in that that mid-range and that lower end and, and gave it some weight so you had those up next to one another did you no no we just that record was all layers multiple you know like oh, okay. multiple passes so it just did the you know basically the harmonies and stuff and the and the doubling so layering up with the neumann or layering do you doing your layers with the um the r44 how did you approach that just you know like she would do the first take on either the you, actually i think it was i think she did most of the first takes on the neumann then she would do the doubles on the r44 and then maybe you know the harmonies or the ad lib stuff on the r44 for the most part all the extra stuff most of the takes were the r44 and then like the core main take was was the neumann all right so you've, you're sort of so you're not building up that extra top end as you go sort of thing which seemed like yeah that that started to get away from me pretty quickly um with with the Neumann. And was that a challenge, you know, balancing the the sound of the having the human voice for the first time really in your work with weather? How did you how did you find that from a sort of compositional and mixing 
standpoint. Yeah, it was intimidating. I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with mics at all. I don't, I don't really mic stuff mostly, you know, for, for the most part. And uh, so, yeah, like when you get into the domain of air and sound waves actually traveling through space and not like a cable, you know, there's, there's a whole host of, uh, of challenges that come along with that. And, um, but, you know, I just figured if I, if I started with, with the best tools that I could get, um, at least I had a leg up already. And, and yeah, I just kind of like, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and read a bunch of gear sluts forum posts <laughs> that probably didn't help me at all. They probably put me a little bit behind on, on in some respects, but helped me in, a ton in others. And yeah, I mean, Hannah, she's just uh St. Center. She has such a great voice and mm. she's, she's such a pro that it just kind of made it easy. And she had had a lot of experience. So she helped me learn the process and we, we kind of learned together. Nice. Nice. So Will, just in case there's any changes, and we've we've had a change already with Reaper, uh, do you want to do the rundown of the studio so far? Set the scene. We are in the woods near a river. We're staying in a national park in an A-frame building. Your computer is an iMac Pro. Your audio interface, the Lynx Aurora N, all loaded up with all of your different connectivity options. Your DAW for the change is Ableton 11. Ableton Live 11. Sweet, we're saying. You're using the beta right now, but this will be, is forever. So they'll, they would have, yeah, got into Yeah, yeah updates. Yeah. <laughs> updates forever. <laughs> <laughs> Your six studio items. First of all, you have chosen the Mini Moog Model D Rev 3. You have a Neve BCM 10 with half and half 1084 and 1073 preamps. You have a 1950s Les Paul gold top signed by all of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Adler as well, yeah. <laughs> you have, uh, listening back on the Genelec, Genelec The Ones, um, and I think we're going to give you the, the room correction part of that. That's, that's going to be included with that because um, we're benevolent like that. Then you, <laughs> it's sort of around Christmas time. It is, time, yeah, so it feels fine, yeah. gifty. Um, <laughs> then you have the Access Virus C, and for a microphone, you have the AEA R44 ribbon mic. How does that sound? It sounds like I'm, I'm going to trade out the Virus C for an for a Taylor acoustic guitar <laughs> because I realized I need an I need some acoustic instrument, especially if I'm going to have that mic. Okay. Taylor acoustic guitar. And again, some some insane. Who's this one going to be signed by? Any particular acoustic musicians that you'd like to sign it? Uh, acoustic guitar. Uh, the I forgot her name, but the the pers- the woman who from Heart, one of the with the blonde hair who plays the crazy acoustic intro on Barracuda on the YouTube video of the '70s live version of it. <laughs> I always like. I'm always looking for like old cuts of like you know live versions of old '70s songs. And there's this one she just shreds acoustic guitar on the intro. Um. But uh, man, I'm, but I don't have a bass. That's the problem. <laughs> this is hard. Six is not enough. There's a lot of you yeah. playing bass on on the tracks, right? That, you, that you've put out for years. I mean, that's my favorite stringed instrument. Yeah, I love bass. That's my favorite. You're thing. gonna have to get a bass then. What What are you doing? I know. Just pitch down the Les Paul. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've actually done that. That's a. I've done that on a bunch of songs. Uh, that's a good point. You could actually do that. Or get a six string or replace the Les Paul with a six string bass. Yeah. You know, up. there's like an old gold top 70s uh, Gibson bass. It's like a Les Paul bass. It's the craziest. It's called a Les Paul special. And it was a bass. It's the coolest looking thing. They seem pretty rare, but I see them on reverb every once in a while. 
that's a that's a dream but uh uh man i don't know it's it's hard to say i I think i'd have to stick with all that i'll just have to make synth bass all the time yeah i can get away with synth bass i still i need those that acoustic and that that les paul fair so it's a ta- Taylor acoustic we're saying, sorry, just to- Yeah, I think so. I've never had one. I have like a Breedlove, which is like Guitar Center's in-house brand, I think, or something. It sounds good, but it, yeah, it's I, I've I've heard other people. My friend has a Taylor. I heard him play it. It sounded amazing. So. And what, what kind? Like a, a Dreadnought or like a, a Parlor or like- I don't know what, any what any of those words mean, but, <laughs> but I'm so- ing- A big one, big like country sort of style one. Yeah, the normal big one. The one that, yeah, yeah. it's like... Yeah, because yeah. there's all those Ed Sheeran-style yeah. ones. That's parlor guitar, isn't it? The kind of Ed Sheeran-sized ones. Yeah, I don't know I don't know much about... I'm, I'm like a guitar ignorant, but uh, but yeah, I just... You know, the acoustic guitar, the one with the hole in it and the curves, and it's made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with the hole in it, sure. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Is that what you said when you went into Guitar Center to get yours? I'm after one of those uh, things with the strings and the hole in it that make the yeah the hole. <laughs> it's one hole, not the two hole edition, or the one with the eight holes up at the top, all the like, the tinier holes. I didn't oh, want those. Oh yeah, they're the proper Takamini kind of. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they they are very country and they have like feathers and stuff on them. Yeah, nice. Now we've got the studio sorted. Uh, there's one item left for the studio, which is a luxury item. So this isn't gear related. It's not a piece of gear, but is there something that you like or you could have in it in the studio in a dream situation? What would you have in the studio as a kind of luxury item? And this is just like a, just for fun. This isn't totally unrelated, music related. It's not music related, but it might be workflow related. It might be something that, you know, you wish, wish you could go to mid session, but it's not going to be a piece of gear. And I live near a river so I can swim anytime I want. It wouldn't be... Uh, maybe like a. Uh, this is tough, and I'm in the woods, so I can go exercise all that I want. Um, that's the thing. I have no hobbies, and I do nothing to relax. I work all day, every day, <laughs> and I'm completely obsessed with with my work. So uh, I have no hobbies, and I do no. I, I, have I no hobbies, don't. and I don't do anything to relax. This is it. If I have a computer, I'm pretty pretty happy, man. So yeah, um, I would get, uh, I guess I get a, a sauna. How about that? That'd be cool. Or like a hot, whatever, like the dry one where you like go in and get real hot and sweaty and then you go jump in the cold lake or the cold uh, stream yeah. and get all pumped up like Russian moves, like in the wilderness, whatever yeah, you do. Like, get all... like, the, like the Scandinavians or the, or the uh, you know, the Finnish. Yeah. Who's that guy who, uh, his name's like, he's like, Wilf. Obs- is it Wilf? Something messed up. The Wilf something method? That yes, guy that goes exactly. Really Wim, Wim, Wim something. But yes, it's the Wim Hof. That's Wim it. Hof, that's it. No, I'm going to go Wim Hof on you guys. That's cool. But yeah, um, I think I would get some sort of, yeah, I, I've, I love that. I love going from hot to cold environments and then back again very quickly. That's a, that's a good vibe. So I'd do that. So some kind, of, some kind of sauna, a sauna to do the Wim Hof method. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, yeah, maybe a, maybe a spa. I don't know, either a sauna or a spa. Probably sauna. That's yeah. better. So it'd be a it'd be a nice like teak or whatever the wood they make those out of. It'd be, it'd be you know, it smells nice. Pour the pour the water on the hot coals. Yeah, get the eucalyptus sticks, whip yourself with those eucalyptus leaves. That's what they do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, very intimidating if you've ever ever experienced that. Uh I actually experienced that on a on a trip with Genelec uh, in Finland. Uh, thank you, oh, Genelec. Really? Thank you, Genelec, for that experience where members wow. of members of Team Genelec whipped me with mm-hmm. eucalyptus in a sauna. <laughs> Uh, it was very, very bonding. 
I know. And then I made my own Genel X speakers, which are in front of me now. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they don't sound as good as the ones that the, the professionals make. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. not want that. Well, then I have a small edit. Uh, I need my Genel X are signed by Wim Hof. They're the Wim Hof Signature Edition Hang on, let's start. Let's get everything signed. Okay, so we've got the Genelex signed by Wim. <laughs> yeah. What else? What's Who's the Moog uh, signed by? Uh, <laughs> oh, the Moog. Yeah, who is that signed by? I mean, I guess, yeah, it's signed by Bob Moog. Moog, whatever you nice, say. It. Yeah, Bob Moog signed it. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Neve? The Neve. Rupert, Rupert, Neve. Rupert Neve, of course, you got to have him sign it. This, is, this, is, this podcast is everything is Bob. the signature edition. <laughs> Tycho's signature studio with everything signed. <laughs> and the, the Lynx is signed by Kevin Parker of uh, Tame Impala because he's, he's the only Lynx user that I, I know for sure he uses Lynx. We've got the acoustic signed by uh, the, the Barracuda player from, uh, from Heart. Oh, yeah, from Heart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we need to... What's, what's her um, name, Will? Can we... I'm, I'm trying to track it down right acoustic. now. Acoustic. It's Nancy, Nancy, Wil- Nancy Wilson. No, she's in, she's in Heart. Nancy Wilson yeah. signed the acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And then and that's, that's it, right? We don't. My iMac needs to be signed by like Steve Jobs or something, but it didn't exist. Steve Jobs. <laughs> signed by uh, what's the guy who designs everything? Uh, Johnny Ive. John, yeah, Johnny Ives. It's got to be signed by John, Johnny Ives, Steve Jobs, and the whoever the CEO is now. I don't know who that guy is. Tim Cook. There you go. Tim Apple. <laughs> so I like the way that every 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 item is signed, apart from Wim Hof. Uh, and the Les Paul, not signed by Les Paul, but signed by the entire cast of Guns N' Roses. Wim Hof made my Genelex at the studio. He went and did a factory tour, and he made them. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He imbued them with some sort of <laughs> some sort of spiritual crystal energy that he that he gains from all the hot cold baths, and now they sound better. <laughs> Let's round this off. So, fin- the final studio. Do you want to just run down the final studio so we can so we can go through it now? Will now we know the signatures on everything. Okay. We're in the A-frame cabin in the woods near a river, running an iMac Pro signed by Johnny Ive, Steve Jobs, and Tim Apple. <laughs> you have a, um, a Lynx Aurora N signed by Kevin Parker of Tame Impala. Your DAW cannot be signed, sadly. It is Ableton Live 11. Your studio items are a Mini Moog Model D Rev 3 signed by Dr. Bob Moog himself, a Neve BCM 10, half and half 1084 and 1073 modules signed by Rupert Neve, a Les Paul Gold Top original 1950s signed by all of Guns N' Roses, a Genelec the One signed by Wim Hof. <laughs> and made by Wim Hof. And ma- made. Well, the, the Wim Hof signature <laughs> edition, actually. I, I don't know if you guys know, that's, that's a product that's coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. You have uh, your Taylor acoustic guitar signed by Nancy Wilson and an AEA R44 ribbon as yet unsigned. Oh, right. We don't know. Uh, signed by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. That is, and the, the, the luxury item is? It's the sauna. Again, signed by Wim Hof. It's a Wim Hof signature edition sauna. It's the sauna. <laughs> And it connects. You can correct the room in there with the GLM nice. system. So you get, you get. If you put them in there, it's a perfect acoustic space. If you put the speakers in there, it's like the mastering room. You get really hot while you're mastering <laughs> yeah. to make really yeah. quick decisions so you don't overheat. That's good. I like totally. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, 
<laughs> that that takes us to the end of my forever studio thank you so much for joining us i hope you had fun we did uh and it's it's really always a pleasure to nerd out with you um thanks for joining us what's coming up for you in 2021 let just let us know what's the plan working on uh the first thing is um i'm doing a sunrise set on uh on new year's day um kind of out in the woods we're doing you know i'm gonna go out there and, and set up and uh, that's going to be, you know, like live streamed on uh, New Year's Day at, at 7 a.m. So really excited for that and been been working on that. That's kind of the culmination of this year of training at getting better at, at live streaming and and creating this kind of solo set and, and thinking about how to how to recontextualize the live set for the for the modern COVID era. And uh, hoping to maybe tour and more albums next year. I mean, if if the world gets back to normal a bit. Yeah, and on right in right after that set, um, we're going up to Tahoe, and uh, Zach and I are going to start working on the next record. It's it's pretty fleshed out, and so we're going to start like doing the the layering and the guitar work, and uh, hoping to have an album out next year, and of course hoping to tour next summer or whenever it's it's safe. So probably uh, probably fall or something like that by the time we get to club shows. But yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great year of rebirth for everyone. Hopefully, for sure, for sure. Well, again, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Scott. Had a blast. Thanks again to Tycho for having fun with us on the My Forever Studio podcast. And that's it. It's the end of season two. It's unbelievable to think we've been through this many episodes already, Chris, but that's it. And what a season it's been. We're going to be back in 2021 with some fantastic guests for season three. And if you're a fan of the My Forever Studio podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcasting app and maybe even give us a five-star rating and a delightful review. Yes, please. We really appreciate your feedback. Let us know your suggestions for guests you'd like on the My Forever Studio podcast. Indeed. If there's someone you are dying for us to grill, let us know in your review via our socials or email us at editors at musictech.net. Finally, a huge thank you to our season two editor, Mr. Will Seelig, who has done sterling work throughout, as he always does. Yes, a huge thank you to Will and see you all for season three in 2021. Bye bye. Goodbye.